Hey there. Welcome to the in-between. Just trying to steal Chris's milk mm-hmm. over here. <laughs> Quick as we get started. Steal your other breakfast item, whatever it is there. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> well, we didn't, uh, we missed a week last week. It's the first week that we missed Ooh. since we, since we started Ooh. this thing. Um, so if you are confused, I'm so sorry about that. Um, we had, had a little difficulty getting it, getting it done. I know it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Colson saying that we had thousands of people write in and ask what was happening. Um, <laughs> just all kinds of disheveled over here. I stole Colson's microphone. That's right. Mostly because I'm tired of him talking. And no, that's not true. Um, he did a great job Sunday, by the way. He did a great job Sunday. That was awesome. Fantastic job. Mm-hmm. It was a great. Bobby was like, "Hey, that guy. That guy can lead worship." <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Yeah, I know. I'm gonna have to fire him now." <laughs> <laughs> Bummer. Way too scary. Way, way too good at this. <laughs> Can't have that. No, it was great. Um, Pin him to the wall with a spear. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. Please don't turn into Saul. <laughs> uh, if, the, if, the, yeah, if the verbal barbs are coming out, you, you got to tell somebody because I, I, if I turn into a Saul, That's so right. help me. Bad news. Oh, this is terrible. Anyway, um. We actually got through chapter eight. Yes, we did. It was fun too. Which was yeah. Um, it was it was uh, exciting to see how you were going to tie those two uh, two services together. But you, I agree that was exciting. I you was nailed it. To see how that works too. <laughs> that has never. I got to tell you guys. In what is it now? Nine? Not nine years of two services. Five or six Five, years at least. Six, yeah. I've never. I've never had that happen like that. I mean, a, a line or two different maybe, but I have never had it where several pages of notes were different between the two services. Yeah. Um, so the first service got to hear the MC Hammer story. That was a big part of it. So that's a an important story. But second service is just out of luck. Don't talk to the Hammer. That's right. <laughs> and it's not recorded, so <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Shoot, and I'm not telling it now. And either. I'm not telling it now either. <laughs> Just wait a couple of years; it'll come back up That's again. Right. I'm sure. Um, Any chance? Absolutely. Anyway, so we're we're on to Daniel nine now, and Paul's going to take us through Daniel nine. Mm-hmm. Super excited about. Mm-hmm. Not in one sermon. Not in one sermon. Not right. even going to try. That's you know he's just pacing himself. <laughs> right um yeah but this is the uh daniel nine is is years later right yeah, yeah we're now into this is fast forward from eight yeah the first year of darius so so again well, it's not too far right. yeah, yeah. Only, only a year or two yeah mm-hmm. there's a conquering that happens and then boom yeah he is it is darius the mead not Darius the Persian. So it's not it's not Darius the king of Persia. That would be that would be the wrong order. I've not even looked at verse one here. I'm curious to see what you what you dig up about who these who these people are. Cause this this it's interesting, the language, the son of Hashuaris. Isn't that the name that Esther gives to Xerxes? Right. So this is probably Cyrus's rule. Okay. Pause. Go get your Bible. Yeah. Look at yeah, Daniel exactly. nine. Ezra one one. 
<laughs> Read those two together. Ezra one one, Daniel nine one. Yep. So yeah, yeah so does so Belshazzar's feast from chapter five occurs somewhere between eight and nine, um, and so we get we get pretty close on this one, and then we somewhat lose then any kind of tracking or or exact date then between the events of chapter five and chapter six. So we don't really know the lion's den as accurately. And so number chapter nine here is either happening before the lion's den or, or maybe happening after the lion's den. But this one, we don't get quite the direct tie in that we did get from eight and chapter five. Hmm. Okay. Good. I'm chewing. <laughs> stop, stop eating during the podcast, Redfern. Did you just tell me to stop eating? <laughs> you're, the, you're the transition guy. We're all yeah, looking at you, but you're chewing. No, I'm chewing. Sorry. Um, I didn't expect for that transition to happen as quickly as it did. <laughs> okay, so what uh, you said you break down. How are you going to break it down, you think? And I know that's... Once you dig into it, there'll be changes, but that's... The, or once you get deeper into it. Yeah, there's... Here, what is interesting is we get, again, as you had mentioned, uh, a very personal kind of side of Daniel again emerging. Yeah. Um, and so I think we, you know, we get these events of Daniel um, through the first half of the book. And right. We, and you kind of are getting a, a taste for, you know, who his overall character is, like character summary by talking about John just smiling, eating a hash brown. <laughs> I was about to say, John, anything? Anything, John? <laughs> I'm tr- waiting for you to take a bite so we can transition to you. There you go. Could you crinkle the paper? Oh, good gracious! <laughs> it's like half the people. Give are him now back the be... mic. Give Give Colson back the mic. <laughs> half the listeners are like, Colson's going to take I'm over all of my responsibilities. I'm hungry now, and the other half are. I I don't need to eat. I don't need. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you, know, exactly. you know, I'm good. I was hungry, but now I'm not. Yeah. I, don't, I don't have any desire to eat now. Okay, back to the Bible. <laughs> back to I, the, I and I lost it. What was I talking about? But to, to the breakdown of nine. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> and so we get. Hey, I just helped somebody get back on track. I know this. That what was the like heck? Uh, speaking of switched roles. This is a reversal. Wow, we're all over the place today. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh man. I mean, I get through a lot, but we're gonna have fun doing That's this. Right. Um, yeah, you get a lot of the events of this narrative and you get this overall character, you know, Daniel's talking with tact, he's talking with wisdom, he's talking with uh, this gifting of the Lord. And so you, you, you kind of put this guy in this pedestal of his character very, very prevalently when you read the narrative side, but then it's like when you get to the prophecy, you start putting a personality to that character. Right. Um, You start kind of seeing some, some of the, the underlying things that were going on during the same time that that character was being displayed. Yeah. He doesn't understand a lot and he's tired a lot and he's, you know, grieving, grieving, and, and yeah, exactly, and and so it's it's cool that we get this this ordering. So again, we get another personal insight into Daniel, and what we run into in now in nine is we run into Daniel getting a copy of uh, Jeremiah's writings mm-hmm. and the mm. predictions of the prophet there um, with the desolations of Jerusalem um, and the seventy years, and 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 what we'll run into is we'll run into first Daniel's response to that. Um, and then right. we'll run into Gabriel showing back up on the scene uh, and bringing bringing some of the answers to yep. Daniel's questions. Uh, and so we get again another kind of uh, another prophetic explanation um, from uh, um, another messenger, an angel who's coming in and, and speaking to what the seventy weeks and expounding on those. 
But before we run into that, the, the first uh, all the way down to 19, 1 through 19, um, Daniel now having received this this kind of word from God through Jeremiah, um, drops to his knees, starts praying for his people, and really confessing, um, mm-hmm. and includes himself in that. And so he is, you know, it says, I, I turned my face to the Lord God, seeking him by prayer and pleas for mercy with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. I prayed to the Lord my God and made confession, saying, and then it goes on to mm-hmm. explain. And so we get this, again, this beautiful insight of, of Daniel being um, uh, in his in his emotional state and then even in his character response, I mean, so tied in to God's plans for his people um, that, you know, again, this, this is his first response is not to just immediately go and say, okay, Lord, tell me another vision or tell me more about what this means. What it, what it, what it first runs into is it runs into a response of prayer. Yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic prayer too. Oh my gosh. I mean, like, and I'm saying that like, well, it, ju- judging a prayer, like we, right. I think we could learn a lot from this prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, One of the things that always strikes me is again, it's, it's when you see somebody who has every right, almost in our sense, right? Right. Every right to be proud. Yeah. And then them act humbly. Yeah. It's like, wow. Okay. That. Well, them, them, uh, actually know the truth, you know, that we, mm-hmm. as the, the greatest of us is, is not God. Yeah. Um, is not perfect, is not, is not holy on his own, is not righteous on his own. Um, it, 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 every single one of the men that we, you know, hold in high esteem, I mean, men or positions, I think we can all <laughs> relate to that. Um, that, that, you know, we, we, we set up these heroes and they always fall. Um, that's, I mean, that's just the truth. And to, so to see a hero, um, understanding that mm-hmm. in the midst of what what could have been a um, proud moment for them is is not um, it, it's not what we're used to seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I mean, I mean, again, it's the same kind of concept of what Chris was talking about. How we this is a very significant portion of Daniel, right? And we don't have this major fall right. yet. We have him saying. With him included in this list, right. we have sinned, we, we have, have done sinned. wrong, we've acted wickedly, we've rebelled, we, we've we weren't aside. listening to the yeah. uh, prophets, we weren't, um, and it's it's a neat thing that he's talking about that, or he's saying that, and he's re- referencing Jeremiah, which is, yeah. Jeremiah's, I mean, a contemporary, not not a, I guess not a contemporary, he's, he's not far removed from Jeremiah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. And that's that's a that's a weird because th- you know Jeremiah and Daniel to us are thousands of years ago. I mean, you <laughs> right. know, like whatever. Right. And so well, we are. we have. I mean, they, they were <laughs> yeah twenty six hundred. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like they they they're so far away from us. Right. Um. That we we can we we kind of they they have a almost an inherent weight to them because of that distance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Jeremiah is. You know, not yeah. that long ago. <laughs> yeah, and we kind of ran into that even back in Judges when right. we were talking through Judges because it's right. like, yes, yeah, so these books, as far as a time stamp goes, um, often overlap, and there is yep, some kind right. of interplay between the characters. It's why we can 
jump over to Ezra and be able to see some of the same historical things that are here. That's why. I mean, it's like in the New Testament when Peter references Paul's writings. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. It like, freaks you out a little bit. Wait, what? I have the same emotion that I did as a kid when I would see, like, my teacher at the store or something. Yeah. It's the same emotion. Like, aren't you supposed to be at school? Like, right. I just have that same feeling yeah. when it's Daniel Daniel saying. So I was sitting and reading Jeremiah, and I'm like, wait, what? Daniel? I, I read Jeremiah. Why? Daniel's reading Jeremiah? <laughs> cannot be a habit um so they were i mean they kind of they certainly from their lifetimes overlapped theology makes me hungry how did we i don't know any hint that they would have met uh yeah i don't know i'm i don't know i've never run into that jeremiah was around until 580s and the six twenties, so that certainly overlaps with Daniel. Yeah. So Daniel, where do you think out, he got the manuscript? <laughs> was his copy signed? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that is a cool thought. <laughs> Had a, a signed copy of Jeremiah's prophecies. That's a cool That's idea. Funny. What would that go for on eBay? Yeah, I. Yeah. Okay, Jeremiah. <laughs> I'm not sure he would have signed anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that brother was. In the struggle bus, yeah, having a hard time. That was that was not an easy prophecy gig, right there. Yeah. Um, but I know the plans I have for you. That's right. Coffee. That mug. actually is a reference. Are you gonna that that passage is actually mm-hmm. about this situation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be an interesting one to bring up. <laughs> the coffee mug theology. Mm-hmm. Doilies, doilies, and all kinds of nice, neat, like no. Exile. That's right. So when you so after the prayer, or what's keep going with the prayer concept and the yeah. Connected. So he, so he has this this response to to scripture uh, that leads him to prayer, and then reminds him kind of bookends itself um, because uh, then in the, kind of in the middle in thirteen he runs into then as is written in the law of Moses, and so we have we have Daniel looking to scripture. First mm. with Jeremiah, then with the law, and then those those you know con- considerations of scripture leading him to prayer. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's interesting, and so I think it's amazing. cool to see uh, even this this Wednesday night. Um, I was asked to step in and help teach the uh, students in the student ministry, and they've been going through apparently the spiritual disciplines. Um, mm-hmm. They've kind of been following, I think, uh, Richard Foster's book, uh, Celebration, Celebration of, of Disciplines of the Disciplines. Mm-hmm. And so they're, um, uh, they're this, this week is supposed to be uh, study the word. Um, and one of the things that I always, that he makes clear in that, in his book, um, and then kind of probably even more clear Dallas Willard in the spirit of disciplines yep. talks about how uh, the word study of the word is kind of the, the prerequisite discipline for all the others. Mm-hmm. Like that there's a, if you're going to put a preeminence in a predominance in a, uh, one of the disciplines over the other, it's the word because it's the word, the study of the word that leads to then prayer. And that's what we see here, even in scripture, it's the study of God's word, God's truth that leads to worship or the study of God's word that leads to uh, solitude. You know, you have, you have this even modeled by Jesus, you know, kind of in the desert and what he reflects on. And so um, anyways, it's, I think it's super fascinating again, to see that concept of truth played out here in Daniel, where mm. it is his reflection of the word 
that then leads him to this institution of prayer. That's yep. an interesting concept. <clears throat> Makes sense. Um, for he sure. Reads from Jeremiah, what the problem is? Mm-hmm. Why? Why? We, why are we still in exile? Mm-hmm. Jeremiah knows. And I think that's. I mean, again, what a what an appropriate model for even us of what do you do when you look at God's word? Um, if you're just looking at God's word and learning, or looking at God's word and doing, I mean, what we're doing with Daniel, right? Right. Tries trying to put together pieces. You know, if right. he was just trying to put together pieces, and he's like, "Oh, I solved it. I mean, we're going to be out of this mess in a couple of years." Well, that's good. Yeah, I'm exactly. good now. I'm like, good I got now. the answer, so I get to stop. But just mm-hmm. because I have now acquired knowledge, and it's like, no, it it. It moved him to an action. It moved him to a prayer. Right. It moved him to a response to God. And I think that's an, an appropriate state when you, again, consider Scripture. Yeah, we talked about um, last Wednesday night um, in my class, we talked about um, how the our society gets— or Your class you're leading on worship? Yeah. We talked about how uh, in, in, in our—I'm just going to say our society, but it, it, I think it's further reaching than that. Um, we see our actions telling us who we are, and then we kind of have a worldview or a, a view of God coming from that. You know that that's mm-hmm. that's the way we're kind of taught that you know who are you? Um, well, then you you tell people what you do. Yeah. Um. So like, who what what who our identity coming from? What we do? Mm-hmm. Um. Is kind of the the flow of things. Um, and how that's not the way it's supposed to work in, um, in in our lives. It's not. It that's not the way we're we're actually designed to function. We have to have a much more solid foundation than that. So the foundation is who God is, then tells us who we are, and then our actions follow from that. That that's the flow of things, mm-hmm. right? And those actions then, if 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 they come from who God is telling us who we are. And then we have actions that those actions are worship. Um, every time, every time Mm. that's the way that that works. Um, and so, uh, who God is, is found most clearly and most reliably in scripture. So reading the scripture is not only going to tell you who God is, it's going to tell you who you are and then your actions are going to flow from that. Speaking of scripture being, reliable mm-hmm. scripture is reliable and you can rely on scripture but it's it's a hard like <laughs> that's what that means it's it's exactly what it means <laughs> you can rely on scripture um, right. but uh, it's a hard thing to to actually look back at speaking of the things that happened thousands of years ago like the the canonization of scripture um actually you know at, at one point there was jeremiah handing a copy of his mm-hmm. prophecies to Daniel. I mean, that we jokingly said happened. Um, but then there's, you know, fast forward to today, we have all these books, you know, assembled for us. And Daniel's not, I mean, he's not far away from Jeremiah, but he's like. Right. There's Ezekiel between them, you know. <laughs> anyway. Right. How did how did we get to this point? I think it's 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 so intriguing that Daniel understood Jeremiah as being a prophet mm-hmm. like that was a there wasn't a yeah. there wasn't a committee or a team or anybody else at that point no it kind of like Peter referencing Paul's writings or Paul referring to his own writings one time as scripture yeah that's so it's such an intriguing like you know all scriptures God breathed yeah yeah exactly what? 
it's a that's an amazing it's a it's such a fascinating picture and we especially the old testament what we call the old testament the hebrew scriptures i mean you you're talking about a, a gathering together of documents that took that happened over hundreds if not potentially into the thousands of years i guess you kind of start with the canon beginning with some of the books of the law being placed in the ark of the covenant that's kind of where you would yeah you <clears throat> yeah really you run into the first one the the probably the first actual written yeah. copy isn't moses it's god on yeah. the tablets handing them over to moses and then you get yeah. moses then specifically directed to write down all of the law that's right and te- and technically that was god's second copy cuz mm-hmm. oh know, man we all know from raiders raiders of the lost ark that he smashed the first set <laughs> Um, I mean, from the Bible, that, from, that he smashed the first set. No, that's not the one I was I was thinking you were going to go with. I thought you were going to talk about uh, um, Mel Brooks and having the 15 <laughs> yeah, commandments. Exactly. And and break, I mean, 10. Juggling, I mean, the 10 commandments. Yes. Wow. The irreverency is, is high here today. The, um, <laughs> the going to the, um, so you have, you have that, and then they're gathered. They start being gathered together in groups in, in synagogues, in the temple, um, and that kind of stuff. It kind of gets lost for a while, if I remember correctly, and then Ezra recollects and re re kind of unites and reteaches through the law and stuff. And then what we had really by the time the Christian church came around, though it was not a hundred percent the same every time, it was a pretty pretty united concept of what the Hebrew scriptures were, what was counted as scripture and what wasn't. There were a couple on the edge, but um, by the time that by the time Christianity came into existence, like the apocrypha, <laughs> uh, not not with the Hebrew scriptures actually. That that mm-hmm. was they were pretty good on that one. They yeah. kind of had that list more removed if it had a yep. purpose, but it was a separate purpose and it wasn't it's necessarily the holy parascripture. Mm-hmm. Sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's actually part of why that comes that that word is used for that is because they're not certain enough about it that's part of why it's not doesn't have the same thing there were some others but you got the um and some stuff that's been lost over time Mm. Um, that's one of those things that is frustrating when you're reading sometimes in the hebrew scriptures it'll reference a writing that we no longer have access to um it does it with the others where it's like is that not written in the chronicles and you go oh i can go look at that or is that not written in the kings i can go look at that but then there's some that it's like some of them it's not written they're not there and it's it's that book's gone um, but as I understand it, by the time the early church came around, with the exception of maybe a few here or there, like whether um, Esther was in every collection or the, is it the shepherd of Hermas that was, am I saying that correctly, that was also one that sometimes would be in a Jewish gathering and sometimes wouldn't? Was that the right one? Yeah, I want it was either in, it sometimes shows up in some lists. Right. Um, when they I'm list gonna out. start eating my hash brown again. <laughs> None of that. You people are talking about stuff I don't know. <laughs> so this is, uh, uh, yeah. I think I think by the time the early church came around, that was pretty settled. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of debate on those. Yeah, we get you. We've previously mentioned them, and you mentioned them in sermons. Uh, Josephus is probably our first uh, secular historian who actually. Mm-hmm completes has a complete list of the old testament canon okay. as we would know um or set of rule but even we have fragments uh, that even predate that uh that that 
are that include again lists of what is what is appropriate in the temple, what is right, right for the the readings, and some of them are are partial like fragments. We only have fragments of the list, so that the list is bigger, but they're you know just a, a small. But when you you know take these even these fragments or lists that we have, you know over a couple hundred years, and then you put them all together, they all they all align. Right. Um, and so you get several of like, oh, well, then this is still complete. You don't get one in, in one of the ones and that's not in the others. Um, but then it is it is getting a little bit, I, I guess, later um, that when it, when you get into the different kind of, um, I guess, it's the holy writings, the list of the holy writings, um, and you really get the anonymous ones. Kind of there's there is a second push to kind of throw some of the pseudographia, the anonymous yeah. writings to be thrown back in there. And that's when you kind of get some of the other lists that are thrown in there. But that again shows up later in the scene and then drops off the right. scene pretty quickly. Yep. And so I do think it's important that by the time, you know, we're running into the early church fathers or even the writing of the new Testament, this does seem to be a, a pretty settled deal. Yep. Um, and, and I think to have that so early is pretty, pretty incredible and yeah, pretty reliable. Um, and I think that there's some, there's some proofs of, of that reliability, even in itself. Um, and one of them is what we just see here in Daniel is we see scripture pointing to itself right. for its own authority. And so you see a lot of that crossed over and then a lot of the new Testament and that, that is important in the new Testament. Cause I think it's 280 something, um, times that the new Testament references the old Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think of that, it's like every book in the old Testament, except maybe nine of them, depending on, are direct references, right? And then you can shorten that nine down by allusions, um, and you can even shorten that nine down a little bit more, based on you know in the Hebrew writings, some books are three books are only one book, you right? Know, type exactly. Thing. And so together. then that would combine together, and so you see if you take this concept of even scripture referencing itself, you see a huge reliability of that. Yep. Um, and and then of course even in Jesus's words, so often pointing and then telling us oh, like, gosh. this is what this is and then it's like oh okay wow yeah and it stands he's so so much of what jesus said when you read the hebrew scriptures when you read the old testament you see like oh he was just quoting this mm-hmm. and so much of what he said is not original language he's he is quoting something from other scriptures which is amazing and then the new testament um, by the end of the first century the best evidence is the gospels were being bound together matthew mark luke and john and already assigned even <laughs> the the um, atheist gentleman I was talking to yesterday on uh, the following the lead podcast, he referenced that they're you know they're anonymous, so he was like, so we don't really know who wrote them, and I was like, that's not that's not mm-hmm. what that means. Anonymous means they didn't sign it in the document, mm-hmm. but these are these are being gathered together and accepted as being written by these four people within just a few years of them being written, and it's not, it's so there's no there's no there's no good reason. We're looking for really a scandal that. that wasn't there. Yeah, there's just really not a scandal there. And so, um, especially, and a part of it is also like, and if you were going to fake it, you, would, you wouldn't, it, one of them would be the Gospel of Peter. I mean, you would never not have Peter write a Gospel if you're inventing a name. And in fact, later someone did invent a Gospel and say it was written by Peter, but much later. So, mm-hmm. then, the, then the letters, which were actually written before some of the letters were probably written before the gospels were right. then they start being bound up paul's letters 
Um, and we know we're missing at least fragments of those. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Corinthians is not one and two. Yeah. Which is probably, as I understand it, at least four Corinthian letters. If I remember, you can kind of add up when he says, I sent letters. And so I had a professor who thought First Corinthians was First and Second Corinthians, and Second Corinthians was Fourth Corinthians. That's what he thought. Mm-hmm. That's a common one. Um, and then so, we're missing third. And then we're missing the third one, or that the third one is at the very end of part of the third one is. Anyway, it's, it's there's a lot of study that goes there, but by the time the early church fathers, I should know the date exactly. Three. I'm gonna look at three sixty seven. Is that the year that they that they that the canon was established? Isn't that right? Do y'all have that? Oh, man. The, the date when the, That's the meeting a, to canonize, the final, like, bam, it's the 66, and we're no longer. Athenaeus's Easter letter is okay. 367 that has the canon list. Okay. Um, but it isn't the probably earliest finalized form of the canon list. Mm-mm. Our earliest probably comes from the Maturian fragment, which is dated somewhere around 180. Um, That's just amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And then you, you run into Origins list in 230, and you uh, use list in 325. And then really it's the Council of Carthage in yep. 397. That's um, the one I was looking for. Yeah, that it's probably the whole church kind of comes together to make, you know, now, now you have a council to affirm these lists. You have these earlier things that are put together, and they officially then recognize these 66 books. And so, yeah, there is there is a somewhat of a process of we. To, it's important for us to remember, like when we talk about the church and the canonization, canon becoming basically just the rule. Um, what we know to be the Bibles in this book, uh, the church plays an active role in affirming the New Testament, um, whereas the church inherits the canon of the Old Testament from the right. Jewish faith. Right. Mm-hmm. That's how that works. It's a pretty amazing story. There's some great accounts in history in the midst of all that. Which is a fun thing to look up, and you should definitely do that. Absolutely. In the time that you have. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to Paul preaching on Sunday, hearing more about Daniel 9.